Well, hello, and welcome to Remember God Loves You, and I'll meet you at the finish line. Well, I hope you guys are having an awesome day, because I know I am, because today is a day that the Lord hath made, and we shall rejoice and praise and be glad in it. And God is good all the time, and all the time, God is good. You know, there's things that come upon my heart, such as start of college. Everybody's going to start college sometime this week. Uh, multiple of them already started last week and potentially the week before. But a good chunk of them officially kick off today. I don't know about you, but it was definitely interesting going into a college atmosphere. And I didn't realize how relaxed and how lenient it really is. But all I can tell you is I can see why people lose their faith within the first week and within the orientation. And I want to give encouragement to young college students that are listening to this podcast and young parents that have their kids in podcast or they're listening to this podcast. My encouragement is get yourself involved in church. Be part of a community. Get yourself involved in a community. Get yourself in uh, on campus. Because we are in troubling times. We are in times of uncertainty. We are in times of peril that we've never seen before. And that's why it's important that we as brothers and sisters come together. And one way that we can come together is by developing Bible studies on campus. Leading the way. Making a headway that is uh, making positive impact. And with this in mind... You know, we come and play with um, one individual aspect of life. And yes, that is Matthew chapter 6. And Matthew chapter 6 is a lot of parables of Jesus. And one of them is um, the word do not worry and in times of uncertainty. I think in this day and age, multiple kids are heading to college. Multiple families are becoming empty nesters. And I'm sure moms are worried that they're probably not going to see their kid. Or when they see their kid, they're going to be different. But I want to give you words of encouragement. If you have grounded your son or daughter in faith, 9 out of 10 chances, if you visited with them and found a good church, hopefully they will get involved. Because that church will make sure that they are home safe. And at the same time, the pastor and the church will take care of them under their wings. And with this in mind, we're going to start off reading uh, Matthew chapter 6. And we're going to be talking about uncertainty times and how I was worried about coming to college and how I've kind of adjusted. So with this in mind, let's start off with a word of prayer. Dear Holy Father, we thank you, Lord, for bringing us together. We thank you that we can just come here in reverence of you. May you guide us and protect us as we continue through this day. Guide us and protect us as we are obedient unto your word. And Lord, I just pray that you can watch over our hearts, watch over our minds, and watch over our actions. Help us to be obedient unto others and be compassionate upon others. Lord, we are so blessed to be called your children. We overlook at things that come about. We overlook at our hearts. We overlook at our wickedness that we have. And Lord, I just pray that you can just protect us truly because you are an awesome God. I pray that no matter what happens, oh Lord, that we can just have your love shown upon us. <clears throat> that no matter what happens, Lord, 
we can just be grounded by your faith. And Lord, I just pray as multiple colleges started today, Lord, I pray for over the professors. I pray for over the campuses as they have a mission to educate this next generation. But not to only educate them, but allow them to become leaders and obedient unto your word. So Lord, you are an awesome God. And in your Father's name we pray. Amen. And amen. So with this in mind, we're in Matthew chapter 6, verse 1, and we start off reading. Now, there's multiple parables. And yes, I've read Matthew chapter 6 countless times. And this has got multiple great life lessons that we can all learn from. In verse 1, we start off saying, Be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others, to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets as hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets to be honored by others. Truly, I tell you that you have received their reward in full. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. So that your so that your giving may be in secret, then your father, uh, who sees what is done in secret, will reward. Now, to me, that parable means a lot because so many of our generation and so much of our culture has become well, it's more of a five hundred one three C, where I gave this much to the church, so I should get this much. Um, paying not this much as in taxes because I gave a hundred bucks to the church. But at the same time, we shouldn't be worried about a 501 through C. We shouldn't be worried about how much we give unto the organizations because it should come out of your heart. It should come out of your love and it should come out of the just, it should be led by prayer. And in verse five, we start off with a special prayer. And I would say that this is the Lord's Prayer. And when you pray, do not let, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, that have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your father knows that you need or what you need before he, you ask him. How awesome is that? Before you even know, before you go into prayer, before you come upon God and you go into his presence, he already knows what you need. For instance, before you even pray that your daughter or son, your son and daughter go in college and you know you just pray for the heart and you pray for heart or discernment, God already knows that. And he wants you to announce that. He wants you to be happy and rejoice in that. How cool is that? So... We read in verse 9, then uh, this is this then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. 
your, um, your will be done. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil one. For if you forgive other people, then they sin against you. Your Heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. That prayer that I stated from verses 9 through 13 is very essential. I'm going to reread that prayer because I think it's important. When we go through trials and tribulation, or uncertainty time, I love this prayer. I'm going to re-pray it because I want this to be the focal point. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For if you forgive or from the, um, for if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. So the essential part is that we're supposed to forgive others, no matter before, the first thing. Somebody accidentally um, calls you a bad name, forgive them. Because if you have a grudge, you're not forgiving them, and therefore, if you have a grudge. You're, that's going to be upon you, and you truly have not forgiven them. Now, I know that's a lot easier said than done, especially when something awful happens to you. I know that's easier said than done when somebody takes advantage of you. You ask yourself, how can I forgive this person? Well, let me tell you how you forgive that person. You forgive that person by showing them the love that God has shown you. You forgive that person by showing them how merciful and generous he is. Now that, but you also show your countenance upon others. And I love this, you know, verse 16, as we can continue on, fasting. The term fasting, what does that mean? First of all, before we even continue on, fasting means that we submit everything unto God. And it is a natural way of purifying our bodies and purifying our minds by not eating anything. Now, a lot of us have twisted it and warped the fasting to make it gloat about it. Say, well, Lord, I'm fasting because I it's about me. But the bigger issue is, is that when we fast, we are submitting ourselves into God and we're purifying our minds and we are giving up something that we love. Now, many of us love, I love Dr. Pepper. I'm going to be out there. I gave up Dr. Pepper for a couple of weeks or at least a day. And it's by me giving up something I love the most where I can focus upon God no matter what. So in verse 16, we read, When you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show others they are fasting. Truly, I tell you that you have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that it will not be obvious to others that you have that you are fasting, but only to your have only to your father 
who is unseen, and your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Amen. And amen. And I, I'm going to like really kind of skip verses 19 through 24 because I want to really focus in on do not worry, the parable where Jesus talks about do not worry. In verse 25, we start off, Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns. And yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? Boy, that hits home to me because I worry about things like over the... I wouldn't worry about the dumbest things, but I worry about the smallest things of life. And a matter of fact, worrying actually causes, it actually causes you to age faster. Worrying causes you to live a more of a, a tense uh, life and actually is a high risk to have a stroke or when you worry about things. To me, that just sounds, and not of that, but when you live a life of worry, of worrisome, you're not a very happy person. You're not a very go-lucky go person <clears throat> because you're always on guard. You're always watching your back. And that's why I have tried my best when I start getting worried I just go on to the Lord. I just go in prayer. And I just say, Lord, I need you. I pray that you can watch over my back. Watch over whatever's going on, whatever is attacking me, Lord. I just pray that doesn't worry and doesn't eat me away. I pray that you can just protect me, Lord. Because you're an awesome God. In verse 28, we continue on and say, And why do you not worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor who was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes you or clothes the grass in the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things. And your Heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about itself. And each day has enough trouble of its own. <clears throat> amen amen and one of us can in times of uncertainty we worry and here's the big gist of it worrisome can break a family's relationship worrisome can really break a relationship with God worrisome can really put us on edge for instance I recently have started college, and I was worried about coming up. I was worried about living on campus. 
I was worried about what others were going to think of me because of my age and because of what I've done and because what kind of person I am. I was worried about that. And I'm sure I'm not the only one that was worried. I'm sure there were other college kids in the same boat. But it was interesting because I really didn't put God at the forefront of things. I put God more in the back seat. And a matter of fact, I say to that, God, I don't need you. I can handle this by myself. And yes, I have said that before. And has it worked out? Absolutely not. And do I regret that decision? Absolutely, yes. But I know that God is a merciful God and that he loves and cares for each and every single one of us. And it's interesting because this podcast and this, the sauce report and Dana Life of Sauce has helped me to be comfortable with myself and has helped me to minister and to share the good news about to others, no matter how I'm feeling. It allows me to glorify God and thank Him for everything that He's given, given to me. Because everything I don't deserve, I don't deserve any of this. I don't deserve this podcast. I don't deserve the title of Sauce Report. I don't deserve that. But I know that God is using me in His own way. How awesome is that? And so with this in mind, I want to do a special prayer for you, the families that might be worried, especially today, for their kids. And potentially college kids that are worried about the classes, if it's hard, how they're going to perform. And with this in mind, we're going to end it with a word of prayer. <clears throat> Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for the time that you've given. We thank you that we can just come here in reverence of you, Lord. We pray that no matter what happens, Lord, that you can watch over our hearts and our minds. Lord, I just pray that you love us so much. You loved us so much, God, that you sent your son to die on the cross for us. No one else, when you lived your life, Lord, you loved us so much that you sent your son. We didn't have to, we didn't deserve it, Lord, but you showed your love. Lord, I pray that we come to a heart of repentance, a heart of forgiveness, Lord. But Lord, before we forgive others, I pray that we can be forgiven by you, Lord. Be forgiven for what we have done and whether if we have not lived a life that was obedient unto your word, Lord. I pray that we can just come into repentance, Lord, and pray a heart of forgiveness, that you may forgive us no matter what we have done, because you are an awesome God, that you are also a merciful Father. So, Lord, may you just purify our minds. I also pray for the families that are empty nesters, Lord, because their, college, because their kids are finally in college, or high school students as well, empty nesters during the day. I pray that you can watch over the families, the young families, that you can protect them and that you can guide them, that you can show them love and mercy, and that you can just show them the tenderness that we all long for, O oh Lord. And I also pray that no matter what happens, Lord, that you can just show the mercy, the mercifulness of your love and of your generosity. I pray that the college kids, that students may find a Bible study and find a wonderful church community to be involved in. 
so that they continue to develop and grow in your walk. Because that's what you long for. So that when they go out into the world, they can go and witness unto other people. That they can go into witness and share your love for others. And so, Lord, may you guide us and protect us as we continue on the path that you have set before us. So that when you cross that finish line, Lord, we can run into your arms. And we can hear you say to us, well done, my good and faithful servant. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Well, with this in mind, guys, I hope you have a blessed day. And remember, God loves you. And I'll meet you at the finish line. Bye.